Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the UW Film Club podcast, where each week we invite a member of the club onto the show to talk about a movie of their choosing. Whether that movie be good, bad, topically relevant, or anything in between, it's all on the table. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Arietta, and joining me, as always, is Cynthia. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you listened to last week's episode, we had a super jam-packed episode. Now we're, you know, contracting a little bit. We're going back down to two <laughs> people, not even a guest this week. Uh, you know, we're doing one of those, uh, you know, intermediate podcasts. Spring yeah. is very busy. Uh, I'm current at the time of recording this. I'm graduating in two <laughs> hours. So uh, we needed to throw something together. And originally on the docket, we had a SIF roundup. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to be a massive episode. We got a lot of interviews. We got to round out. Some films are being closed out. Yeah, today. Yeah. Today, we're recording on Sunday, June 9th. Uh, some of the... Sh- I don't know if anyone's going to see anything. I, I might... I'm, I might as well. I might go see yesterday. Same. If you go see it, I won't go see it because oh, my parents are okay. in town. Depends okay. if you want... That movie comes out in like a week or so. Well, yeah. It was just like, I have work and it depends on how much work I can get done today. Yeah. I have got assignments due tomorrow at midnight. I'm yeah. not too... Which, do you have anything besides the CMS I assignment? I have a CS final on Wednesday, but I know I'm not going to have time on Tuesday to study it, so... Okay. So, we'll see. We had things in the works. I have some interviews that still need to be edited down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and given the time span, uh, we didn't think we were going to get it done. So, unfortunately, that's pushed back a week. Yeah. Uh, and we were looking at our letterboxes, and we're like, what's the film that we've... Coincidentally, both seen, uh, and ended up being uh, cool as ice. Uh, You know, 1991 (laughs) cult classic of starring Vanilla Vanilla Ice. Ice. Uh, You know, our feed is going to look a little weird. So yeah, I think this is our first time covering uh, an episode that we've shown in club, or film that we've shown in club, and also on the podcast. Yeah, I can't recall. I'm looking through. Let me look through our list real quickly. But I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we've never. We never had any crossover. Well, I feel like we did No Country for Old Men, but we did That was shown, like, a year prior. Yeah. Um, I think that's the only one that's, like, we've shown it at club, and then we recorded, but that's different compared to what we're doing today. Yeah, we showed Lost in Translation, like, many years ago, but, and The Social Network the year before as well. Oh, yeah. Those are, like, not within, like, the proximate time span of, like, when we started the podcast. (laughs) So our, our feeds can look a little weird, oh, um, well. but it's fine. Uh, it's also our one of our few bad movies that we've yeah. talked about, yeah, which is diversity. fun. But this is like a film that's very uh, talkable to mm-hmm. some extent. There's so many things we can talk about about this film. It's, uh, it's I, I think we'll just start with the synopsis. The synopsis <laughs> is... Vanilla Ice, whose name is Johnny, coincidentally mm-hmm. the same as The Room. The room. It stars Vanilla Ice as Johnny, and he's mm-hmm. with his friends, and they're like this... Biker gang, hip, kind of. Hipper, hip, not like hipster, but they're like... Hip-hop? Hip-hop kind of people from the 90s, yeah. and they're like... Um, they are, you go into this, it looks like, mid-eastern town, mm-hmm. almost like Colorado, can't really tell. Yeah. It's mid-east or midwest. Um so they go into, like, this small town, and Johnny is, like, so he sees this person named Kat, who's a horse girl. She had recently graduated <laughs> high school. Um, she And he's, like, wow, she's so pretty. I need to impress <laughs> her in this span of, like, three days. Or not three days, it's like, 24 hours. Yeah. 
Um, and the whole film is about Johnny trying to prove his worth to Cat, uh, and he does that through some ridiculous ways. Um, so the it's it's a bad film. Very bad film. Currently rocking a seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. two point nine on IMDb. I think it's a one point eight on Letterbox. Uh, but it's like it's. I, it's one of those really bad films. Yeah. I had heard about it through another podcast because they had mentioned the infamous scene where Johnny, Johnny, when he first meets Kat, tries to impress oh. her by, like, <laughs> jumping over the fence yeah. with his bicycle. Which, sure. But he ends up knocking Kat off of her horse <laughs> yeah. in the process, and he's like, wow, I'm going to impress her. And then Kat's clearly mad. Matt, so she punches him. And he's, he's like, like, what is that for? Like, and it's like, <laughs> you're... you're, you're Completely out of touch. <laughs> so that scene, someone had referenced in a different podcast, and that's where I heard about it. And then we needed to program um, good, a good bad film for every quarter. Mm-hmm. So I went to the Scarecrow video, and I'm like, do you guys have a good bad movie section? Um, it's called, like, Junk Food and a Friday Night section, mm-hmm. and they have a bunch of them on there, and there were so many tempting ones. Um, what's it? What's that one with the alien, Mike and me? What? Hold on. I'm very not well-versed in the good, bad movie genre, which I probably should be better at for next year. <laughs> oh, it's not Mike and Me. It's Mac and Me. Mac and Me? It's like a knockoff of E.T. Oh, no. Yeah, look at this poster. Oh, I've totally seen that poster. And then there, yeah. was, an, there was another film called Cheerleader's Revenge. But, oh, I've heard of that one. Um, and, but then all I saw Cool as Ice, and I was like, this, I can't, I can't. this has got to be it. <laughs> it is just, like, the most insane film because it doesn't have, irrash- it doesn't have rational character mm-hmm. thoughts or motivations. Yeah. It doesn't have a logical plot. It be- doesn't have even a logical structure. <laughs> yeah, and it just has, it's such a product of the 90s mm-hmm. that it's just, like, it dates itself so hard and does mm-hmm. not, not travel very well or not does yeah. not does not uh um what's the word i'm looking for does not it's not live up to but doesn't hold up, hold up hold doesn't up. hold up yeah. 30 years later yeah so um yeah what do you what do you think cynthia it, it's, it's just this movie is like a clear like vanilla ice trying to <laughs> steer his yeah, career break. in a like better direction or like keep going in the direction that he already was on prior to the film mm-hmm. where he ripped off ice ice baby um but like it's just so he's not a good rapper and so like this movie is so centered on trying to promote his image and even his music and his dancing and it, he's just so bad at all of it that it's just incoherent mm-hmm. at the end <laughs> there's a great uh, piece from the Rolling Stone that kind of gives a good that gives a good amount of background into like the like the motivations for this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Vanilla Ice was hot off his number one single Ice Ice Baby, which he like <laughs> rips off. He ta- he samples samples. He samples. Have you seen that video where he tries to explain the difference between no. Ice Ice Baby and Under Pressure? Oh my god! It's just him saying it's like he's like no no, no the bass line's different and there's like one note difference. <laughs> And it's like, oh, my God. It's so funny because if, if you're not, like... I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and before I even showed her the clip, it's like, the bass line's different. So it's <laughs> made, And she's more musically inclined than I am, so um, maybe... She could have caught it. She she caught it, but... Uh-oh. And it's the same thing that 
And uh, I says, but to like the normal person, it sounds like <laughs> exactly the same. It was hot off that single, and mm-hmm. he's like, the next logical progression, instead of making new music, it's just like, I'm going to go be a star <laughs> movie. Um, yeah, that's the clear logical step. Yeah, you know, I'm releasing number one Billboard single, yeah. and it's going to make me one movie star. Got to get that EGOT, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to go to Broadway next. Yeah. After his, and then go to TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the film is, he's like very, he tries to play himself as this very cool guy, mm-hmm. the the one that everyone wants. And he's just kind of like, the biggest thing for this film is he is an asshole. Like yeah. straight up, yeah. he is an asshole. There's no redeeming feature about him really. And everyone, like Kat loves him. Yeah. He just, from the moment he, he arrives, he arrives and it introduces himself. He is an asshole. <laughs> he knocks her off his horse. He then comes. He sees her in town. Luckily, um, and steals her stuff. Steals her stuff, and then also comes over and like insults her boyfriend, yeah. who they're on the rocks. The relationship yeah. on the rocks, but her all of a sudden, her kind of an ass. So it's like fine. Whatever. Yeah, get with the hero. Drop, drop the, the drop, drop the, the zero, zero. Get, get with, with the, the hero. hero. <laughs> um, and she finds him funny because she doesn't like her boyfriend. Yeah. But also at the same time, if you like at the same time he steals her like is he calls it little black yeah. bookie. Yeah. But she's like it's all my scholarship. It buddy. has litter. It's like her planner with like everything in it. Yeah, I would have been freaking out. And he. But she's not. She doesn't freak out. <laughs> she's like the one. She figures out that that Vanilla Eyes or Johnny has stolen her book. Mm-hmm. She gets like oddly like aroused and she's like it's <laughs> like I know exactly where it, she, it is and she like Smart. bites her lip yeah. a little bit it's really like like if I found out someone stole my book I'm not gonna be like oh wow I get to go meet this person again who's been treating yeah. me like shit um so it's uh, it, like that goes back to like the illogical character motivations mm-hmm. they're not like like she's just like this guy's treating me like shit now I'm gonna, I'm gonna love like, all over yeah. him yeah uh she's also 18. Yeah. So, like, when you look at the dates of, like, both Vanilla Ice and the actress's name... Hold on, I'm looking it up. Uh, (laughs) Christian Minter. Minter? Minter. I don't know who that is. She had, according to IMDb, she had a role as the sister of Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. Doesn't Uh, really do much prominence Well, doesn't she have, like, a good, like, Ten siblings or something. Yeah, so, I thought it was the mom at first uh, because I hadn't seen Home Alone in a very long time. Mm-hmm. I don't watch TV, and that's like the only time you see Home yeah. Alone is when it's playing Christmas on like time. ABC Family. Yeah. Wait, it's not ABC Family anymore. It's Freeform. 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 When it's playing on like Freeform for like hours on end mm-hmm. during their like twenty-five days of Christmas, that's the only time you really see Home Alone. No yeah. one's like, I'm gonna pop in Home Alone. It's kind of like um, those like consistent reruns of films. Um. Like the Big yeah, Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. The Big Lebowski is always was on. one we talked about. Yeah. Or like Home Alone is definitely Lord of the Rings. Lord TNT of... has a lot. It's TNT, one of those replay yeah. films that yeah. they can like films can just like during certain times of the year, uh, these cable networks can just throw. Yeah. Vanilla uh, Ice or Cool as Ice is not one of those. <laughs> but she, what was the line of logic on this one? We talking about Christ, oh, Christian. Oh, her age. Her yeah. age difference. Her and Vanilla Ice at this period of time are approximately the same age. They're okay. like 24-ish. Yeah. That's fine. But she's playing 18, and we're yeah. assuming Johnny is 24-ish. Older. Yeah, he looks very 24-ish. Yeah. They never say his age. We're assuming that, like, 
if he's going around with like a group of friends on like a road trip Trippy, kind of thing, yeah. he's also not in high school. Yeah. He's one of those guys that looks like he's gonna he's like that cliche like I'm twenty four years old and I'm gonna date an eighteen year old, mm-hmm. but it's legal, so I'm okay. But mm-hmm. it's not. It's just really creepy. It's just weird, yeah. Um she's like fresh out of high school. Yes. They, in this new I don't report, even understand why they put like her as fresh out of high school she looks 24 <laughs> like yeah. she looks older they could have just like been like oh she's fresh out of college or something yeah it's it's really weird <laughs> and when you read it as that when he like crashes her like high school dance yeah it's that even was so weirder weird. yeah. none of the chaperones were like oh this is totally it's, normal yeah um but uh he's it's just like it's weird it's very yeah. weird that like he's like this douchey kind of 20 Four, I'm gonna say 24. 24. Yeah, he looks very 24. That's the age he was, I think, approximately when he did the role. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very weird, yeah. and it's when you look at it under the lens, you can't see anything else. He also else. gives off these like really big stalker vibes throughout this film. <laughs> like yeah. he's constantly like following her, tracking her. There's so many things we can talk about. I liked after how we. This is like one of the first times after film club where we just we stopped and we just scrubbed through the films and let people like rip on it, <laughs> which was great. But like, Vanilla Ice is trying to get with her, and like he does things such as stealing her stuff, knocking off her horse, and then like even weirder later on he like Ghost appears in her bed yeah. in the morning and drops like an ice, ice cube, cube in, in her mouth in her mouth and he's like don't wake mommy and, and daddy, daddy. it's it's really like really I know like, it's not the good 90s, vibes but like that could not have been even good for the 90s and then cat is like this is totally normal yeah which is like not normal to have this dude i met a in day ago in my bed like, not even, like, planned. Like, he just went in her room. Yeah. So, for listeners at home, this scene takes place, is it before or after? After the dance, I think? Right? I don't know. Another, there's so many points, but the, the <laughs> one point we're going to talk about is how, I guess we'll just start now. It talks about, the film is very much, like, shot like a music video. Yes. So, the film is directed by David Kellogg. Mm-hmm. David Kellogg had formerly done music videos throughout the 80s. Uh, he's in the cohort of like David Fincher and Michael Bay. Is I'm not sure if he's like that, uh, but he's in the same kind of era uh-huh. where a bunch of prominent music video directors make their transition yeah. into film, and you have a lot of success stories like David Fincher, Michael Bay, Spike Jones, mm-hmm. um, Michelle Gondry. Mm-hmm. They all are making their transition in the 90s. This is an example of someone who's making the transition in, into film. film. Yeah. But he ultimately fails. <laughs> it's it's shot like a music video. It opens mm-hmm. and closes with like two music videos essentially. Yeah. They're music videos. Is it it has Naomi Harris Campbell. Campbell. I almost said Naomi Harris, she's an <laughs> actress. Um, it has Naomi Campbell as like um, like a special thanks to guest appearance by Naomi, Naomi Campbell. Campbell. She's in the beginning and and, and I believe, yeah. And she's like this. They're shot like music videos, mm-hmm. and throughout the film, you'll see like legacy remnants of music videos. Mm-hmm. There's one part where they're introducing the family of Cat, and it's like a sped up, uh, highly warped, yeah. wide yeah. angle, um, like single take where they're following the family. Yeah. But it's it's 90s, and it's yeah. like sped up, and they're doing these weird, quirky things. Mm-hmm. There's sound effects that are like making when he's like yeah. rocking his chair or like yeah. flipping the pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
the film likes it's it's shot interestingly it's shot by the same uh dp who did schindler's yeah, list as much as cool as ice is like incoherent the cinematography is like not pretty de- good <laughs> it's like there's like shots where you're just like, oh, this is actually looks yeah, really pretty nice. <laughs> pretty nice, you know. There's some nice establishing shots. Yeah. Um, you know, if it was a music video and not an hour and a half experience, experience, <laughs> if you can call it that. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, hold on, I'm trying to find his name. Yeah, if it was a music video, I think it would have been like pretty good. Yeah, but we need like five minutes and not like an hour. Hour and a half. half of Let me get the DP. The DPs, uh, it's something. Jonas Kaminsky. Yeah. Is, yes. He had done, he works with Spielberg a yeah. lot now. Um, he did Schindler's List, Minor Report, so Saint Bart Ryan, That's just War so Horse. fascinating. Um, you know, got, everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah, it's, I mean. It's just <laughs> ironic. Wait, but no, Schindler's List was before this, right? Schindler's List was 94 oh, or 95. Oh, this is 95, right? The funny story about Schindler's List is that, um, like, Steve Spielberg had, this is 91. Oh, cool okay, Ice. okay. Schindler's List. Um, was, like, the project Steven Spielberg really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had done, like, Jurassic Park. Park. And then when it was in VFX stage, post-production, he went off and shot Schindler's List, and he pretty much just, like, go do this, whatever. <laughs> it's, like, the same thing he did with, like, The Post mm-hmm. and... Uh, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. There's so much VFX work that he's just, like, go take this. And I'm pretty sure he dropped it off on, like, George Lucas because <laughs> the studio wanted, like, a supervisor. And he's like, here, George, just supervise this while I could do my, like, Oscar-winning... My Oscar-winning picture that he actually ends up winning his best picture for. <laughs> um, which is something he had been, like, really wanting for a long time. So, uh, that's just a fun factoid. It's not... Yeah, Steven Spielberg saw Cool as Ice and was like, yes, cinematography. Yeah, I want that guy. <laughs> I want that guy. Um, I wonder, I'm pretty sure he probably, the DP had, like, work in between, oh, probably. Oh, for sure, probably. No way. Actually, let's just pull it up right here. Hold on. Where, did I delete it? Yep, I deleted it. Like an idiot. <laughs> um, let's see here. He does Cool as Ice, this film called Pirates, a TV movie, All the Love in the World, Mad Travel Bound. Uh, Nothing, like significant it doesn't seem nothing really significant in between huh interesting but then after he does Schindler's List he goes off on like a tear so it's (laughs) like and he's been like the DP I'm just looking at this he's like the DP of all almost every single Spielberg film since yeah small beginnings of rags to riches (laughs) he's still even now like he just did Ready Player One The Post BFG like everything so (laughs) now Spielberg's got him but yeah, back to the music video thing. So it's shot like a music video, and it's like very prominent that it is that way. Mm-hmm. David Kellogg is trying to make that transition, doesn't really work yeah, out as in the same way as like music videos stitched together. Yeah, I feel like the music video parts are even like the best parts if there were any best parts in this movie. I mean, they're good to look at. Like, they're just kind of cringeworthy. Not, not the beginning or the end; those were too long. But like some, yeah, they the were really The one in the cringy. middle when they're in like the construction site, yeah. they use like this POV of Vanilla Ice and yeah. Cat in reverse, and they're like chasing each other around. Yeah, they're um, really cringy, but like. I mean, they look... They were pretty. They look, yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, little impressed, but It's interesting really. to, like, include this into that, like, 90s-era director, music video director, as, like, a mm-hmm. counterpoint to something like Fincher or Michael Bay. Yeah. Um, it's just... I mean, you still see it now of directors trying who do music videos and yeah. do it, but, like... Um, Boots Riley. 
was he? He's a music. He was. He did like Beyonce videos, I believe, and then he went to do Story to Bother You. I feel like there for were, those music video directors, they probably can't do anything related to music, or they'll just revert back. Because like David Fincher and Michael Bay and Spike Jones don't do any like musically themed films. Spike right? Jones still does oh, the, occasionally. Yeah, he did that Apple commercial. Remember oh that one? yeah, and they did the HomePod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does it. Uh, I'm pretty sure Michelle Gondry maybe. Oh. He doesn't do many films anymore. Um, Michael Bay still doing his thing. <laughs> Dave Fincher's still doing his thing on Netflix, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the '90s was like that huge wave, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where it started because music videos get popularized with MTV. Yeah. Then you get that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, subsequently thereafter. So it's clearly possible to make the transition. Just David Kellogg. This is like a great example to bring up within that group. So. Yeah. It's just fasc- fascinating that like, I don't know, Vanilla Ice never struck me as someone that iconic other than he ripped off Under Pressure. <laughs> yeah, it's just, he has that one song. And that's um, it. He's like, like I've a, never a 90, seen him anywhere. Yeah, he's 90. 90s one, eight, 100, yeah. wonder. Uh, I, I was born in 1995, so I can't say I know the the cultural zeitgeist. Per, I was born in like, 1999. So. Yeah, I don't know. I can't say I know the, the 90s proficiently well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, whenever he doesn't pop up anywhere anymore, unless it's like... Not, Someone mentions Ice Ice yeah, Baby. Yeah, so... Other aspects of this film. Anything you want to bring up? This whole film, like, I, I still don't understand. There's these two mechanic people in the film that I have no idea if they're actually mechanics or just con people or I just, like, the stereotypically, people. like, the crazies. They're, like, crazy people. Um, so what sets this mo- in motion is that um, one of the four, Vanilla Ice's group members mm-hmm. or friends... Um, one of their bikes breaks down. They bring it to this repair shop. They clearly didn't check. Well, they didn't have Yelp the internet. Or something. They, there's no Yelp back then. Um, so they go to this repair shop that I guess they find in the yellow book, and they Need find out that they're like very off. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't say things that are rational, <laughs> but they still trust them. They like destroy his bicycle, put mm-hmm. it back together. And then by the end, they're talking about their son, son or daughter Harvard. at Harvard. They're being interviewed, and they're like these crazy people that they encounter, like the reoccurring like joke kind of thing. Yeah, even when they come up, they have like the really dopey '90s music. Yeah, it sounds like Rugrats kind of, mm-hmm. like the interstitched Rugrats music, where they're just like don 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 don, but it's like on a, like a, a, a synthesizer. Yeah, it's really weird and just. I just never really got their purpose. Like, I felt like like I understood. Yeah, but like, I feel like I understood as much as this film is incoherent. Like, each character I felt like had a purpose somehow. Yeah. Except for like. Which brings me to the point of like how the narrative conflict is like initiated (laughs) to to make Kat like realize the potential of Vanilla Ice for Johnny. (laughs) They, it's all it's the it's, dance, right? No, 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 no. They get it's kicked off with that news report we mentioned before. Oh, Cat is yeah. featured on the news because of her horseback riding, how mm-hmm. good she is in school. <laughs> she gets featured on the news, and someone 
someone's somewhere in a bar realizes sees the dad who uses like B-roll <laughs> yes. footage interview kind of stuff, uh-huh. and these people are like, oh, I recognize that guy. So they go pursue them. The reason why they go pursue them is because the dad is in witness protection, <laughs> and he's like, I'm gonna go, uh, you know, ruin this guy's life. Yeah. So it feels very like two like segmented things. Mm-hmm. It feels very much like they needed some kind of conflict, and it's mm-hmm. not. There's like, here's this offshoot thing that we're just yeah. gonna throw in, and then Vanilla Ice has to solve that parallel problem. Yeah. And it's not really his problem; it's someone else's problem. But he does it to. Get cat's um, appro- parents' approval. Yeah. So you ha- imagine like having this through line, then a second story comes in that cr- almost like crosses. It like crashes in the Crashes, yeah. <laughs> crashes is a more sophisticated, better way to describe this, it because yeah. it's not, it doesn't feel natural yeah. at all. Um, so those, I don't know, what are they? They're gangsters, mobsters? I thought they said they were like ex or like rogue cops or something but he like turned them in or something the antagonist yeah they steal <laughs> cat's brother and um this one act causes johnny to save him mm-hmm. and that's how he, he like ultimately so. wins like not only the approval of cat which she has been coming on to him yeah. throughout the film but she also wins the approval of like the parents yeah um and then they like drive off into the sunset as the police are still getting reports, and they're like, uh, we need you still here. Um, but, and that's pretty much how it ends. ends yeah, he um, jumps over the car of the ex-boyfriend. There's just, like, the, there's moments that you can talk about this film and just, like, critique and be here for hours. Um, but the film is just so, like, zany. Yeah. beyond Beyond the point of just, like, Vanilla Ice is a creeper and, like, how irrational Kate is being hurt with herself that plot line doesn't yeah. make any sense with how... Like, uh, those two... How anything is motivated or done. It's just weird. It just doesn't fit naturally. Yeah, I think it was Stephanie or someone at club was telling me, like, their motive, and I was like, what the hell? Then why at the end were they, like, the aliens are coming or something, like, bullshit? I thought they were, like, conspiracy theorists at one point. Aliens? I think they said something about aliens, unless, like... My mind was totally just, like, gone when I was watching the film. Mm. Um, but that, like, through line, like, <laughs> I think, I mean, it was also probably placed in to get, like, that really cheesy emotional beat with her father and her. Yeah, the father, like, I don't know why at, at first glance he just said, no, we're shutting this down right <laughs> now. This is weird. I don't know who this 24-year-old is dating my 18-year-old daughter. Which... Get the shotgun. Get yeah, this guy off which, my porch. Yep. Right? It's like, what is... What, I can't remember. What is the conflict that why Kat gets mad at Johnny? Because her dad told her no, right? Oh. Oh, he was just like, he's like all the other guys. Like, he's probably just telling you what you want to hear. Yeah, which is true. <laughs> yeah. The dad was right. The dad is right. And then Vanilla, Vanilla Ice is like, yeah, don't listen to daddy. He always uses daddy and mommy in it is so weird yeah. and gross. But, I mean, then, like, in order to, like, redeem himself, he has, he goes and saves the brother. The brother. And the way he figures it out is, like, so dumb. Yeah, so there's... A, earlier on, we talked about the construction music video scene. In that sequence, there is, like, this cement breaker, mm-hmm. which is, like, a giant pile driver mm-hmm. that's, like, mechanized and uses a hydraulics to just, like, to, like, I'm gonna 
peak your audio for a second, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> turn your audio down. It's like, <laughs> and it's done to break the cement. Um, that like bass heavy resonance is you can hear it in uh, his confession tape. The, the, the brothers like forced confession ransom tape. tape. Yeah, the ransom, ransom tape. tape. Yeah, not confession. You can hear it in the background, and that's how they figure out where he's being held. <laughs> now the funny story behind this is that when my girlfriend was watching it, when it first when the when the pile driver first came into the scene, she's like, they have that at Key Arena. I'm working at Sif Center right now, or she is working at Sif Center. And she's like, I can hear it literally, like, blocks away. Mm-hmm. And when the revelation comes through later, she was, like, freaking out, screaming. She's like, oh, my God. Because it was, like, she was, like, that's probably the most insightful thing she's, like, or not, not that's probably the most insightful thing the film had done. Because <laughs> she was, like, oh, my God, it's actually really, really true that you could hear this thing going for but like, blocks. How did they even, because they captured him, unless they, like, because in the back into the music video scene, no one is at that construction site. It's empty. Yeah, it's, the per- whole it's film. empty. The pile driver is still running. No one's around. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Also, I'm just watching the film right now. Um, Vanilla Ice's friends really don't have any purpose. Oh, no. They don't do anything. They're they, kind of like, they're like the comic relief to yeah. the garage. The yeah. garage mechanics. And it's probably just the plot. You can't have Vanilla Ice's bike breakdown so you have to have one of his friends bikes breakdown yeah <laughs> it's like um they they don't really do anything no they eat that sandwich they just like yeah they eat that weird gross so like at the beginning oh. of the film when they're when they first drop off the bikes they have this weird kind of pause mm-hmm. where everyone's like waiting for like the bike to repair that's never going to get repaired um and they have like this waiting period and one of the friends me- creates a peanut butter pickle sardine and mustard, mustard sandwich and eats it. Yeah. As like a comic relief. Um, the only, one of the second cool things, the third <laughs> cool things in this film was uh, the forced perspective. Yeah. There's like these giant salt shakers that you think are in the foreground mm-hmm. of this shot. Um, or they don't look normal. They look, they look, um, huge. they look normal size, right? Yeah. So they look normal size, but they're in the foreground. Yeah, but they're actually like huge. They're actually huge, and it's like a forced perspective, similar to like what Percy ja- or Peter Jackson, not Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. What Peter Jackson had done in the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings films, where he had like this forced perspective to make mm-hmm. it seem like the, the characters are smaller. Yeah. Which is, if you go go watch the behind the scenes. If you don't yeah. haven't seen it yet, go watch the behind the scenes of like Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings, or. Fellowship. fellowship of the yeah, fellowship. Is of it the fellowship ring. of the ring? Yeah, I'm drawing a blank right now. It's yeah. early. Um, <laughs> the first Lord of the Rings, and it's like it's incredible because they have like when they pan the camera, they have like the chairs moving mm-hmm. with it, so it maintains the perspective. Mm-hmm. It's incredible stuff. Um, that was the only cool thing I thought. <laughs> One of the like, three cool things on this film. The others was like the mist. The as mist. odd as it as odd as it is, as odd as it is, when it's when he impressive puts, that he got the. Like it's like it's able yeah. to capture it when he puts the ice inside of Cat's mouth after he like breaks and enters and is trespassing mm-hmm. in her house. There's like a when she breathes out. There's like a little bit of a mist that mm-hmm. you can see with the sun, the backlighting. Yeah, pretty you know, you know cool. Didn't need that cool if it wasn't so creepy, right? <laughs> um, the pile driver is another one of those things. Um, and can't that's, think of anything else that's about cool. it. <laughs> uh, the cinematography. Oh yeah, the cinematography. But yeah, that's just it's just. Yeah, his his friends are. I don't even know. They were just there to say lines. They're, oh, they kind of help at the end. 
when they oh, break yeah, through when they the break drywall. Through the drywall. But I think it's it's Vanilla Ice that beats up the two criminals. Yeah. Um, they don't. Oh, the fighting is horrible in this movie. Yeah, he's <laughs> it's like so like they, it's obvious they went slow and then they fa- like made it fast. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, and the choreography is really bad. Yeah. Like here, watch this. You see Vanilla Ice get punched, um, and like <laughs> I guess are these. These are his friends. So his friends are helping him fight the people. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. He's so he's beating up this guy, and then his two friends throw this other guy into the wall, right? Mm-hmm. So they help at the very, very, very end. end. Yeah. Um, so we take it back. We're correct oh, yeah. ourselves. They, they do, do have a, They do have something. Yeah. They do serve some purpose. Um, but in the 11th hour, might I add. How is, like, the little brother also is just, like, astounding. Like... He's just so obsessed with Vanilla Ice's character for no reason. He at thinks all, he's cool. Except for the bike. He thinks he's cool. No. Are you guys done having sex? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> like god. god. That that line was uttered. Poor boy so, who had to utter that yeah. line. That's that's another line from when Johnny breaks into fucking Kate, mm-hmm. Kat's room. I'll see you later. I'm here right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then the, the the illusion of her is like doing a strip tease for Johnny. Yeah, oh my that, god, cringe, uh, cringe. And then he walks in. Yeah, you guys done having sex? Oh my god. Are you his boyfriend now? Are you are you her boyfriend? Her boyfriend now. Um, but her old boyfriend was kind of an asshole. So yeah, he's a yuppie. I don't even know. Like she just has poor taste in men. Clearly, the other one was like a yuppie. Vanilla yeah. Ice is just the bad boy. Yeah, the bad boy. The bad boy who has a bike and knocks you off your horse. And he's got uh, patterns oh shaved into the back of his head. Yeah, and his jacket that just says "deep and sex." Yeah, it's got words written all over it. Yeah, but and the then ones he- that make the ones that make the most pronounced. <laughs> ones are like sex which is on his um i think it's on his right like frontal shoulder mm-hmm. and then deep right there yeah. it's not great he also has like this ice tattoo on his arm classic when they do the random he needs to take off his shirt scene He's also got, like, a weird goatee kind of I thing. I hate it. It's disgusting. Honestly, like, he wouldn't... Vanilla Ice wouldn't look bad if he didn't make the fashion choices and facial choices that and hair choices that he does. He's got a very defined jawline. Yeah, he has a very defined jawline. But... Uh, yeah, he's just a tool, so... Yeah. And his music is horrible. Like, when I he can't raps... Say I, I can't say I listen no, to No, I don't either, Ice. but, like, just the stuff in the movie... Like, it's so low beat oh, yeah, and low great. energy. Like, when he was rapping, like, everyone it's was supposed to get corny. hyped. It's super corny. I was like, this is the most boring thing I've seen in a, like, for a music performance. It's just like, he's supposed to be cool. Yeah. And everyone at the dance, it's supposed the to high be... school dance is, like, dressed in the 50s. They're, like, really, oh they're made up to be, like, super nerdy. Yeah. And, like, very contrasted with the coolness. Yeah. Of vanilla, uh, vanilla ice. Yeah. Very weird. <laughs> I don't think there are many other moments. We talked about the construction scene yeah. briefly. This um, movie is just, like, so bad. and It's fun to watch. It's Oh, it's fun to watch and rip, for sure. But it's, I would say it's, like, probably one of the more fun ones. Yeah. Watching a bad... Because it's, like... Because, like, there's some, some movies bad are just or, like, not bad. Yeah. Like, the snowman is bad. Yeah. And it's not fun to watch. Mm-hmm. 
this one is just like it's bad but it's fun to watch mm -hmm. so it's like I'd recommend you have to do it with a group of people otherwise yeah. it's not gonna be fun yeah. in general like watching a good bad movie is only made fun when everyone's riffing on it mm -hmm. together collectively hating yeah. on it um, it's not fun when you're by yourself Self. in like right. your apartment with like headphones in not fun <laughs> did you do that? Uh, no. Oh, thank God. The first time I, I started it for like the first 20 minutes and then uh, I watched it with uh, my girlfriend. Okay. Oof. The first time. So it was great to to do that. But yeah, I don't. Vanilla Ice's career clearly didn't take off after this film. Has you, he done anything else since? Like He probably released more music after it. But like, no, it's not good because his rapping is not good clearly in this movie. I mean, we can look up Vanilla Ice is on IMDb. It's probably full of music video credits, but... He has like that one signature jump that he does all the time in this movie that I found. Oh, he's in That's My Boy? He oh. plays Mark Twain in The Ridiculous Six? <laughs> he has a lot of soundtrack features. Um... Oh my god. He's in Adam Sandler movies. Oh He's in my Sandy gosh. Wexler. He's in Ridiculous Six. He's in That's My Boy. That's uh, where he belongs, I believe. The new Okay. Uh yeah. Didn't do much after this besides like he has after Cool as Ice, he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight credits mm -hmm. for as an actor. That's uh, still impressive. But it's like it goes ninety one. Then mm -hmm. the next credit is ninety six, and it's Ooh. a TV series credit. Five and it's two thousand two, uh -oh. and he's playing um, he's playing his actual name, which is Robert Van Winkle, and he's oh, playing like, a music store employee for this film called The New Guy. Doesn't look great. <laughs> uh, and then smaller film, a sh video short film, uh, and then nothing else. So clearly his acting career does not take off yeah. after this. Yeah, clearly. Uh, apparently he's collaborated with Adam Sandler in the last five years, because he's three credits there. Well, Adam Sandler keeps getting money to do things. He's so. on Netflix now. He's yeah, just, he's no. the Netflix. Doesn't he have to, like, make, like, 50 films? There's, like, a joke. Like, I think yeah. it's from the, what is it? I think it's, I think it's Blink Check, but it's, like, a com almost like a common joke where mm -hmm. it's, like, Adam Sandler has... Uh, no. blackmail on yeah. all these stars for somehow <laughs> making them still be, do his movies. Well, the, I know that like a couple actors actually like acting with yes. him. It's yeah. like Drew Barrymore loves acting with him. Mm -hmm. So does Jennifer Aniston. The, I think another thing from the Blank Check podcast, I think it was from when they covered, I can't, what film were they covering of his? They were covering some some other film and they were talking, or it was brought up in conversation. I don't know how it was, but they brought it up. And they talk about like how much fun maybe these actors like yeah. Rob Schneider, Adam Sandler, um, Chris Rock, Chris Rock. Well, uh, half his like Chris Rock, who's doing a revival of. Ooh, no, no, no! I know he is he's definitely doing, doing a Halloween revival. remake yeah, yeah, of yeah. Saw. Yes, yes, Saw. yes, yes, yes. Um, which would be interesting to see. Yeah, Dan McBride you had with, mm -hmm. um, and David Gordon Green with Halloween, which is I mm -hmm. thought was very good. Um, and then you have Jordan Peele. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Comedians seem to like a lot of comedy. A lot of genre stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, the initial reaction was like full hate. I'm like, well, we'll give it a chance. Yeah. We've had for two for two, right? Currently, yeah. the present times. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it seems like Adam Sandler has a lot of like 
they seem I like they're having like fun. Yeah, it's like a, a almost like a vacation. Yeah, when just making because he makes all his films in like Hawaii or something. So everyone's like, well, let's just go on a trip and get some money. Um, Which I mean, if you have that much clout, why not just go and do a film in Hawaii and relax? Yeah, um, low stakes. So yeah, Vanilla Ice career not taken off except with Adam Sandler. Yeah, <laughs> he's in the inner circle now. <laughs> um, but yeah, my final thoughts are pretty much watch it with a group of friends. Yeah, it is pretty much exactly what Scarecrow Video has it under its section, which is a junk food movie mm-hmm. and a Friday night. So yeah, it's cl- yeah, just watch it with friends, heckle it, and just out some beers. Yeah, little, even just get really drunk and watch it. That'd yeah. be fun. <laughs> get, get drunk and watch it. That's that's how you do it. Yeah, but that's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, thanks for doing this last minute episode. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> sure, it's gonna get all the clicks. Yeah, everyone wants us to hear us on our takes about Vanilla Ice and a bad movie too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, we release a podcast every Monday, Monday at eight a.m. on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on Facebook at UW Film Club. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Film Club UW. You know, we're going down to the summer months yeah so we'll see what happens then we'll see how the podcast goes well we're gonna turn out a few more episodes for sif for sif and then then, a few backlogged episodes yeah and i'm out after that oh yeah second to last podcast this one and then sif yeah oh yeah (laughs) out dog uh you can use our amazon smile link our HelloFresh Blue Apron. Me Undies Mac Weldon. Casper Mattresses. Warby Parker. Uh, Wix, Movement Watches. We Transfer. Ventero Watches. Movie. Cash App. Um, Robin Hood. Get a free stock. What? You haven't heard about that? No. The promotion is if you use whatever code, like check, uh, they'll give you a free stock, but it's like oh. it's like one of forty stocks, so they always mark it as like Apple or Microsoft, and those ones are like the exceptions. Yeah, but there's like 138 other stocks <laughs> you can get, uh, so it's like a toss up. You probably get a penny stock, or yeah, something like Sprint where it's like five dollars. <laughs> but yeah, that should do it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening, and maybe most likely next week it'll be sick. Yeah, listen to our Sif episode. That's going to be good. We yeah. have all of our stuff. It's going to tell you what's coming out and what you should be on the lookout yeah. for. If you didn't get to do it during May, which is very hectic month yeah. for a lot of students. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.